Okay, people, it is day four of Final Girls Berlin, and um, no films, but we still got the shorts. So, people, sit back and let's get it popping. Okay, so we are starting with short block seven gluttony. Now it says this come gorge on the filmic treats of our gluttony program. Here we take the invitation not just to uh, focus on films about eating, but films about excess and consumption in other regards as well. And people, the first film is cool. Okay, people, so we're going to start things off with Gulag. So this is written and directed by Christine Feister. Um, and the gist is this, an occult feast goes awry in this handmade stop-motion little nightmare. So yeah, it's short, it's just slightly under three minutes long, you know. And yeah, stop motion, right? And I think the thing with this, because what what was the other stop motion one? We we had the expected that was stop motion, wasn't it? Um, which was you know very interesting, and the, it's a bit similar to that one, right? Because the people don't necessarily look lifelike, but Really, you know, the devil is in the detail. Like, we see just this food on the table and just, like, the, the, the people just moving their hands and their arms and just devouring things and, you know, just everything, the way it just moves and, you know, breathes in the environment. It is just at the level of detail and just how long this must have taken Christine to do. It is just incredible in that aspect of things. You know, the, the story is like, <laughs> story is a little crazy. You know what I mean? It's a little crazy. I ain't gonna lie as well. There's a bit towards the end and you're just thinking, hold on, why didn't you just do that earlier? <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I mean, granted, um, probably wouldn't have got away, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it is just um, very impressive, very impressive, like the sounds and everything like that to go with what's going down on the screen, you know, you, you watch it and you're just like, yeah, you're in awe, you definitely are in awe with you know, because three minutes of stop motion, that's hours, that is hours, days to shoot and put all together. So, hey, I would definitely say give this one a look. Because look, it's three minutes, it's three minutes. So I think you, you, you should give Christine that for all the effort that she put in to bring this 
crazy ghoulish story to life. Okay, so next up is a short documentary, Three Ways to Direct Wealth. Well, people, I've got to say, I was not expecting what I've just seen, right? So uh, this new feature um, by Alison Piezzi, Three Ways to Dine Well, right? It's a short documentary, just 21 minutes. Um, now, it is... Uh, yeah, directed, written, and narrated by Percy, edited by Chris Percy, uh, original music by Heavy Leg, um, with mixing and re-recording from John Moore, uh, the poster, we don't usually get that information, but that's uh, designed by Sophie Moe, and it is very nice. Graphic design work is from the Archipelago. Uh, so this is the gist. This essay film explores horror, uh, horror's relationship to eating in over 70 horror films made by women from the 1920s to 2020. Right. And um, Percy has a statement. Uh, so it says, I had three aims for this film. First, I wanted the audience to discover that women worked in major creative roles and horror classics, including The Shining, The Evil Dead and Rosemary's Baby. Second, I wanted to illuminate little known horror films helmed by women such as Nettie Penner's Home Sweet Home, Tracy Moffat's Bedevil, and Jackie Kong's Blood Dinner. Third, I wanted to showcase the work of the women filming. <laughs> oh, yes, apologies. Showcase the work of women filmmakers who are now finally being written about in horror scholarship. Daria Nicolodi, Mary Lambert, Karen Arthur, Stephanie Rotham, and many more. To achieve this, I've created an essay film composed of film extracts from narrative and experimental shorts and features and grant-supported, no-low-budget, and commercial film. And the remit is global. This film contains women-made horror cinema from South Korea, Australia, USA, UK, Poland, France, New Zealand, Japan, Canada, Sweden, Taiwan, Laos, India, Italy, Iran, Finland, and Czechoslovakia. Sit back, enjoy, and prepare to stack up on a ton of new viewing recommendations. So, yes, there you go. Now, 
so you get that right it's an essay but she kind of builds it around a um a lecture that virginia wolf gave you know and she touches on the the lecture some of the things wolf talked about the experience she says she had having a meal afterwards so all of this is utilized to talk about you know women in horror and it's interest it is very interesting and especially you know she meant she'll mention something and she has found a really good clip that emphasizes that point or shows you know someone eating or someone doing the thing that is being talked about so you can see it wasn't just, oh, well, I'm just going to show clips of films. It, it, there's a lot of thought that must have gone into this. And to find those exactly, a lot of time, my God, the time that, uh, you know, she, she must have put into doing this. So mad props to Alison for putting this all together. Very interesting. The only thing I will say, I might have got someone else to narrate, you know, and, you know, budget wise and all of that. So I get why, you know, she chose to do it herself. And, you know, I I, th I think it's always difficult because I don't know, it's difficult to know what you sound like. Right. Because people might say, you kind of sound like this, but you're like really? I don't get that. I don't hear that, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I just feel that the narration might have been a bit more impactful, a bit more powerful with a different tone of voice. But that's not to say it doesn't necessarily hurt the film, right? It's still mad interesting. I still was engrossed all the way through, you know, but just that slight little tweak would have added a little bit, just a little bit more, I feel. But yeah, if you want to, you know, learn about horror and women's involvement in it, I will say, if you are fans of the genre, you probably should know a lot of this shit anyway. And if you don't, Shame, son, shame. But Alison is here to set you right. So, um, people, check it out. Three ways to dine. Three ways to dine well. Next up, people, is Demon Juice. Okay, so next up is Demon Juice. This is the new film from Shannon Brown, who wrote and directed it. Uh, it is produced by Joshua Tolby, and it is starring Madeline Wagger. She plays Deborah. 
we have got Annalise Decker Hernandez, who plays Gigi. Amy is played by Aline Pintle. And Nia is played by Anastasia Washington. Um, yeah, we've also got Reed Bryce, who plays Brett Jones. Um, Shannon Brown is the voice of Lilith. And Tolby is also um, Jordan, the pizza boy. I think he's the pizza boy. Or maybe he's Nia's boyfriend. Yes, no, he's Nia's boyfriend. Johnny Birchtold plays our pizza boy. Okay, so the gist of the film is this. A group of friends travel to a quaint vacation town for a weekend getaway, but discover a decade-old party drink that's more dangerous than it seems. So, yeah, this is, I mean, essentially, it's a group of friends having fun, right? I, I believe they're all part of a comedy group, you know? And listen, it's not the best acting in the world. It's a little bit wooden. The conversation doesn't necessarily feel free-flowing, it does feel a little wooden, right, it does feel a little disjointed and forced, but, but, it does look like they are all having a lot of fun, and you're making a short film, right, and I mean, it's gotta be fun, you know what I mean, it's gotta be fun, it's not a, it's not really a new story or a new take on a new, on an old story, but they're doing their thing, they're having fun, and, you know, it, it's just under 15 minutes, right, so if you just want to watch um, a group of comedians being goofy, then, I think mean, Demon Juice could well be featured. Okay, people, now it is time for Binge and Alright, I will say this, people, as a warning. Binge and Purgatory. Don't, don't watch this <laughs> if you are either on a fast or... You're trying to get over an eating disorder because it it might not be the film for you. <laughs> also, if you've got a gag reflex, maybe this ain't for you. It is the new film from Becca Kozak, who, boy, she's wearing a few hats. She writes, she directs, she produces, and she edits the film. Cinematography was from Shay Erickson, and it is starring Elizabeth Larkin as Malady and Cynthia Lowen as her mother. Poor old mother doesn't even get a name. 
<laughs> so the gist of the film is this. A girl is cured of her bulimia through uh, cannibalism. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's the film, people. And boy, we, we start off. I mean, as you can imagine, right? If someone's got bulimia, they're stuffing food, all the food down their friggin' throat. We then see this food, um, what happens next with the food, right? It is, right? This is only just over four minutes, right? Just over four minutes, people. But it, I'm going to say it is fun. Right, it is fun, right? You'd hate to have a kid like Malady, but if the mother's reaction to what happened, whew, right? You you think to yourself, if she does that, what else? What would she do if you came home with bad grades, right? If you accidentally smashed a vase, right? Might be a little overreaction, right? That's all I can say. There might be a little overreaction happening here. <laughs> now, yeah, it's it's a little extreme. You might say it's a little over the top, but boy, now we do learn a valuable fact, right? Because I think it is a um a given, right? And especially after the Martian, that duct tape can fix anything. I think what we learn in Binge and Purgatory is there are some things duct tape can't fix. <laughs> yes. So, people, if you want some fun, and this is very fun, right, then I would check out Binge and so our penultimate film in this block is Misophonia. Hey, so this next film was definitely a little surprise, right? It is called Misophonia. Now, you might think, what's Misophonia? And that's that affliction where people hate the sound of people chewing eh, that's the one people you know what I mean like yeah I, I I think it's it's more common than you would expect right but it is one of those it's a little random you know what I mean it is a little random so this is from uh, Juliana Robinson, who, you know, she directs, she co-writes with Sean Cohen. She produces along with Cohen. And she also is the star of the film, right? She plays Mona. Um, we have Abby e Eland, Elland. Abby Elland, who plays Grace. Um, we also have Kelly Perrine. 
He plays the bug exterminator. And then there's John Gloria, who plays Mona's husband, Sam. So the gist of this is a woman is driven mad by the sound of something chewing. Right. And that's the interesting thing. Right. So I always thought misophonia was you can't be around people who, you know, I mean, chew loudly, slurp drinks, that kind of thing. But in this one, she's like hearing. You know I mean, she's hearing those noises in her head, essentially. You know, so I think it's very interesting the way this film is portrayed because we have like just this room and she's sitting in the room and she's chilling. And um, yeah, this this constant chewing. Then, you know, someone comes over and when we have the guest arrive, right, Grace, that's when we learn a bit more. You know, it's like... um. The oh, wake, I guess, maybe. Right, her husband has died, and so you know, Grace has come over to console her. Now, I would say, if you have misophonia, you 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 probably would know, right? Your the friends who you can't eat with, drink with, that you only know these ones that will drive you mad. So <laughs> we get an situation but I guess as the film goes on we learn more about this condition and what's happening with Mona so I was interested just from the fact of the way it's kind of showing this thing right you know as I said look she calls in the exterminator and she's trying to figure it out yeah, and I thought that was very intriguing, just the way all of this is shown, you know. Oh, actually, I, I should give you, uh, Robinson has a statement about the film. There's nothing like a worldwide viral pandemic that shuts down the planet and prevents you from leaving your house coupled with reading the dark and disturbing stories of Edgar Allan Poe in your tight living quarters to ignite an idea of a woman who is pushed to the brink due to the sound of her husband chewing. My goal was to create a surreal atmosphere of psychological unrest and a world out of balance. Shot entirely with ultra-wide angle lenses, this was shot in November 2022. And I think you watch it and you're, you know, just to, to see how Robinson brings this situation to life, right? But then we get this, ooh, we get this shift, which is super, super interesting because it shines a new light on everything we have just seen everything we have just seen which is like oh and I dig it I dig it it was a, a very nice touch 
a very nice touch. And then with the very end, because when we see a one this one bit, we assume, oh, I get it now. And then the end was this little cherry on top, like, whoa. <laughs> so, yeah, people, misophonia is um, it's going to take you by surprise. I feel it will take you by surprise. It is not what you expect it to be. You know what I mean? It's not what you expect to be. And that I dig very much. And it shows a very good sensibility in storytelling from uh, Robinson and Keegan. So I am very, very much intrigued to see what they do next. Because, boy, misophonia, I dig it. I dig it a lot. Okay, people. So let's bring it home with such small hands. Okay, so it all ends with such small hands. So this is the new film from Maria Martinez Bayura who wrote and directed. It is um, an adaptation of Las Manos Picuanas by Andreas Barba. Um, yeah, she adapted his book. It is produced by Tom Wood, uh, executive produced by Julia... Um, yeah, Julia U and Selena Coulson, uh, Rachel Roy, director of photography is Christoph Truja, it's edited by Joseph Kuma, uh, Marina Edelton handled the musical score. Production design is Isabel Dunhill. Costume design is Sharon Long. Um, hair and makeup was Kate Morgan. Sound was Tom Jenkins. And, um, yeah, it's starring Holly Atkins as the teacher. And then the girls at the orphanage, we have Sophie Mulhall, Sophie Atkins, Bailey Brooks, Jessica Coldwell, Joni Driver, Merv Flanagan, Darcy Haggis, Eliza Huntley. Um, we also have, uh, what's his name? Ezine Iana, Gabriella Langford, Mia Rose Lightfoot, Cozy Nakomo, and Shannon Sanger. So, um, yeah, there you go. Now, the gist of the film is this. At an orphanage for all girls, 
the group's unchecked pack mentality alienates a new arrival. To swing the balance of power, Marina invents a manip manipulative night game. <sighs> Jesus Christ, this film is creepy as fuck, right? It is crazy because, you know, we, we it's like narrated by a girl, right? A little girl. And they're talking and it's just like, you know, we were, we all dressed the same. We ate the same. We all had the same toothbrush. You know, we were all friends. And then a new girl came and you're like, oh, you know what I mean? And, you know, we see them kind of ignoring this girl and the girl's not really talking or anything. And then one day she's she starts to kind of engage, but in a weird way. Right. Which then leads them to talk with her one night and she suggests this game, you know. One of them will be a doll. The others dress her, whisper their secrets to her. But she has to act like a doll. Can't move, can't laugh, can't, you know. And it gets so fucking bizarre. So fucking bizarre. I Listen, right? The amount of girls in this film... It's kind of crazy, right? Because when you, like we've seen, to get a, just a couple of kids to be able to act well, that can sometimes be difficult, right? And, uh, you know, a, a, a not great performance by a kid can really ruin things. I mean, the kid that played Anakin Skywalker in the Phantom Menace, I forget his name, he was not the best, wasn't the best, let's be honest, the kids in Harry Potter, they weren't the best, they, some of them definitely got better as the films went on, not great, so the big thing with this film is these interactions with these kids, so it is all resting upon their abilities. These kids fucking kill it. Because there's a lot of, like, repressed emotions, you know, glances, just coy smiles. And they deliver on all of these fronts. Then the, the manicism. I don't know if that's a word, but these kids get fucking manic. They get feral and boom, just like that. Right. And it all comes out. It all comes out. It's kind of magnetic. It really is. These performances kill. And it's all kind of um, framed with this just subdued lighting. You know, subdue. <laughs> oh my gosh, apologies, people. Oh man, um, yeah, it's a subdued lighting, 
we just have these, you know, the the music just really couches this atmosphere of foreboding and angst. You know, so it really drives this this creepy foreboding feeling you have as you're watching the film. I've, you know what I mean? I, you gotta say, right, that Maria Martinez Fiona, I mean, this was something. This really was something. She knows how to really do this genre. You know what I mean? And it's not a, a crazy long film, right? It is, uh, I don't know. It's not crazy long. It, uh, how, just under 20 minutes, right? Just under 20 minutes. So you just think, what the hell can she do with an hour? Like hour and a half, right? With a bigger budget. Because this was extremely impressive. Extremely impressive, people. So I would say go check out such small hands, but <laughs> but maybe not if you've got kids at boarding school. Because like this is an orphanage, but you will then wonder about kids confined. You know what I mean? You'll be like, oh, shit. I think we need to bring them home. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, yo, such more hands. People, you need to go watch this film. <laughs> Okay, people, there you go. There you go. What a great four days of film, right? Something for anyone who um, likes horror and just likes film. You know what I mean? We're going to try and get to those other shorts. So there'll be a revisit episode. Um, maybe tomorrow, probably a bit later in the week. But yeah, we'll do that. And maybe we can try and speak to some of the directors. We'll see what happens, people. But I hope you've enjoyed the coverage. Um, it got a little crazy with, um, you know, coming live and all of that. But, people, hope you enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, check out this week's Echo Chamber. You know what I mean? There's stuff. So we will see you next time, people.